I'm Aria Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. The playoffs are in full swing. Some teams have punched their tickets to the semis, while others are fighting to stay alive. Let's discuss. If you like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community, patreon.com backslash Winsider. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. And don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at winsider.com. That's winsider.com. If you're looking for a fun way to enjoy the W, join our playback watch parties. Use the link playback.tv forward slash Winsider. That's playback.tv forward slash Winsider. It's a fun way to enjoy the W with a community of people also enjoying the W. Welcome back to the Windsiders show. I'm here, Arie, with Rachel Galligan. Man, these playoffs, Rachel, uh, you know, like, obviously, look, they change the format, so we have a series to start, um, and no longer these single elimination games. Uh, but I gotta say, you know, the first two games of the playoffs were 30-point blowouts, had us sitting there like, what is going on? Uh, but luckily the second two games, uh, the second two series is, is, is of Atlanta and Dallas and New York and DC showed true to be a little bit more exciting in the game ones. Um, I mean, a shellacking that Connecticut put on over Minnesota in game one and a shellacking the Vegas put on Chicago in game one. Uh, any thoughts on game one before we talk about aces, uh, Chicago and Minnesota, Connecticut game two. Yeah, I mean, just kind of disappointing in terms of just like the the margin of blowout in those first couple games. I was not as surprised with Chicago Vegas, but <laughs> a little bit more with, you know, Lynx and Sun. But honestly, and I told you this, I told you this last week, I really felt yep. Minnesota would be able to respond and they would be able to steal one game in at least one game in this series. And OK, so that takes us to now Sun. To be clear, to be clear, you said this before the series even started. I want to be very clear on this because I want to give you props and you. I'll take my blame, <laughs> right? Like, no, no, no. Because like, uh, look, let me just stand 10 toes down and say, I predicted the Lynx would not make the playoffs this year. Now I can sit here and argue, oh, in net rating and these advanced stats, they are a lottery team. But record wise, they are not. They're in the playoffs. They're fighting their butts off. KMAC is playing insane since she joined the Windsider film room connected, not connected. I don't know. No credit for us. Um, you should check it out. YouTube.com. Uh, check out Windsider's film room. Um, but Nafisa Collier also just straight beast mode. Um, and honestly, I want to give you more props because Dorka Yuhas obviously steal of the draft overshadowing diamond Miller. Um, I didn't think they make the playoffs. I called a three or two Oh sweep. You said, no way they're going to win game two and bring it back to Minnesota. Um, well, so props to I you. mean, props to Kayla McBride and Fisa Collier. I mean, Collier goes out in the second half, like has, has an issue with her back, I think is what it was. And she had been, like you said, straight beast mode the entire time. And she goes out and I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, this is it. It's a wrap. It's over. It's done. She comes back into the game. And, and I mean, just the, the sheer will of that Minnesota team, um, uh, and the effort they put out on the floor, I think was really impressive to see. I mean, you have those two combined for 54 points. <laughs> I mean, 
No, and, and that's, but that's the type of effort that they're going to need from those two in order to have success in this series, in my opinion. You know, now, obviously, <clears throat> you know, the supporting cast has got to be able to step up and knock down some shots. And, you know, but like, you're not really expecting anybody else to go off for 25. It's got to be on the shoulders of Kayla McBride and on Nafisa Collier. And they got it done. They, they, they got it done um, in Connecticut. And the good news is, is they get to go back to Minnesota target center, which I know, you know, that's a huge shot. And I mean, I don't know, is anything possible? Is it possible in your mind that Minnesota is able to win this? So here's the thing. I mean, this is a perfect example. First of all, I just want to point out a a really, really big difference in my opinion before we get to, can they win it? But something that was super, super important. um, Now, this is just a wild stat. Okay. In the 30 point blowout, Connecticut shot 16 of 30 from three and Minnesota five of 25. Whereas in the loss where Minnesota wins, uh, Minnesota shoots nine for 24. So basically four, four, four more threes on one last shot. And then Connecticut on the flip side, seven of 20, just a complete different story. So for me, like there's an interview after the first quarter or, or the halftime, whatever with fee where she was like the law of averages, Connecticut's not going to keep shooting threes like that completely agree with that. And that was kind of the key and the reason why Connecticut won so much. Do I think Minnesota could pull off a win at home? Yes. Um, In the sense of Minnesota sports fans will show up for the playoffs. Sure. Um, It's going to be a good, a, a raucous crowd. That said, I think far, and this isn't just me like trying to like defend my early season take on the links, but I just think Connecticut is far much better of a team than Minnesota. They have now played in uh, six games, right? And I mean, sorry, no, they've now, yeah, they now, now played in six games. Minnesota's won two of those. Dang, so really? it's not six times. Yeah, I guess it's true. They've played six times. Minnesota won that one time. And like one game was kind of close, then a blowout, then Minnesota wins a close one, and then another 10 point win, and then 30 point win. So like, by the law of averages, to quote Nafisa Kali, <laughs> they're going to lose this game. That said, like, you have nothing. If you're Minnesota, For sure. you have absolutely nothing to lose. Sure. Connecticut's the team with the coach of the year, with the MVP candidate being the third team, who's uh, the third place team, the team that's, you know, trying to prove that, you know, Connecticut's a team that's been knocking on the doorstep, to quote James Wade, they've been knocking on the doorstep for years it's time to kick the damn door down um and so they have the pressure i don't think minnesota has the pressure and that's a benefit i just think at the end of the day like this is going to be a hard fought game but minnesota is not walking away with a win and it's going to be i think if if there was ever a time you know for us to see a little bit of an upset it's totally possible and feasible that minnesota goes in i mean that's what their their season has been you know, just like kind of defying odds and, and winning games and being in situations that really people did not predict them to be in, you know, and I think they've got that kind of chip on their shoulder and edge to themselves. And I mean, anything's possible. People, they go out, they, they, they shoot lights out. Kayla McBride's playing, playing really well. And the Fisa Collier is doing what she does. Bantam's knocking down some threes. Anything's possible. Now, me personally, do I think Connecticut goes in there and they steal this and they head out of the semis? Yes, but I would not be surprised. <clears throat> And again, I know I called it two to one Connecticut to win the whole series. I still stand by that, but I would not be that surprised if Minnesota was able to steal this. And that's the not like, look, no playoff 
system is perfect, but this is the knock against. Now, I think a lot of it has to do with the league wanting to pay for flights and this, this and that and wanting to, but like to have the deciding game, right? You're the number three team. And it used to be three and four were in a single elimination game, which we all found ridiculous. But now you're the number three team. Granted, you didn't take care of business in game two, but you're forced to now go to an away game and win on their home court. Now, there's some teams that that's not the biggest benefit, right? Like, I'm not scared of going to Dallas (laughs) in a game three. No offense to them. I'm not scared of, no offense to Indiana either. I'm not afraid of going to Indiana for a game three. But there are certain fan bases like Vegas, like Seattle, a Phoenix, heck, even DC, like DC, I'm not intimidated by it, but it's a small arena and they pack it. So it's going to be loud and intimidating. I definitely think Minnesota in that category for sure. sure. Yeah. And that's just because of the sustained success they had for so long. And when Minnesota sports fans hear the links are in the playoffs, they show up because they expect victories. um, And it will also be hilarious. It's also going to be hilarious when the links lose and you see all these articles in Minnesota papers and whatnot that are basically like, just like the sky is falling because they didn't win the champion because they don't understand that like this team is defying expectations right. as we currently speak. I I'm, I'm excited because I think, look, to give myself a pat on the back, I've been patting you too much. Um, it, I did say from the beginning, like this is a game that while I don't think is going to go to three, I could see as possibly an upset. I could see as being more than just the typical um, you know, top seed sweeps the lower seed. And that's just because you have an Afisa Collier, you have a Kayla McBride who's used to these situations. Something I just want to mention, and I'm curious your thoughts on this. And I don't want this to come off as shade. I don't want this to come off as a slight. Dorka Yuhas has blown me away and overshadowed Diamond Miller almost. Um overshadowed i think that's about overshadowed in the sense not in like a harsh way in the sense of like we're not talking about what diamond miller has been doing in these in this last stretch we've been constantly talking about how dorka is impacting the game in a variety of ways yeah i mean that's all two completely different type of players i mean you know in terms of what diamond miller's skill set and i think ceiling and potential is i mean this is a player who can can very much still be developed is very much still coming into her own in terms of what does that mean to be a pro and what does that mean to, you know, find her rhythm in this WNBA. I mean, her, her ceiling and her potential is what makes diamond Miller so impressive, you know, and, and she's just really dynamic. She can score it in a variety of ways. She's got to continue to expand on those things. Obviously this year has been a great amount of, um, experience you know for a rookie to be able to go in there and 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 see the floor as much as she's been able to with minnesota i think that the difference is a player like dorka has always kind of historically been a player who didn't get a ton of shine she wasn't talked about you know in the mainstream media in the way that you know like an Aaliyah boston or a diamond miller necessarily was because that's just not who she is as a player she's a great compliment. She's a steady force that can be put into damn near any system and play her role and do what she needs to do. She's not out there making the flashy plays, rip drives, reverse layups to the rim, finishing with step backs. That's not who she is. 
but she's going to rebound the basketball. She's going to be in great position defensively. You know, she's going to be able to handle the moment because of just her vast amount of experience globally as a player. Um, and I think that that's the part about Dorka because she can pass, you know, she's not going to make a ton of mistakes. And and she's been able to go in there with Minnesota, especially when you had play, a player like Jessica Shepard, who missed what a large per- percentage of the season. Oh yeah, and really just step right into that role and and help uh, eliminate any loss that was there. In my opinion, now they're not the same player either. But Dorka has been able to go in there and just seamlessly be a great Robin to the Batman of Nafisa Collier watching those two play together in the two man game and pass and high low to one another and read off one another. I mean, it's, it's a great compliment, you know, but Dorka's never, she's not going to be like the flashiest, you know, like face of a franchise in my opinion. And that's okay. I just think what she's now starting to get her flowers and recognition from us, because it's kind of like a lot of people didn't anticipate this. Um, for her to be as impactful as she's been able to be with Minnesota. But that again, that's just a reflection of who she is as a player and her experience. And in my opinion, the lack of scouting ability for by the rest of the WNBA, the fact that she she dropped so low. I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, very much agree on that. And whatever, we go a whole episode on that. We'll talk about it later. Um, a series that I don't think we need to spend much time on, but the Aces just swept Good Chicago. God. And like, can I just say, like, Asia Wilson, Man. straight playoff beast mode. She's playing like a like uh, Chelsea Gray played last mm-hmm. playoffs, right? Like she is just in her bag, in her zone. I'm just going to throw this out there. Nothing she does in the playoffs has anything to do with the MVP award. So I like it just frustrates me when I see people tweeting about like or making comments like, oh, my God, amazing playoff game. That's why she's MVP. It's like, no, 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 no. If you're using any example of the playoffs as why she's having an amazing playoffs, don't get me wrong. She's just in like another realm. Um, Grant Elizabeth Williams. If that's the case, then have us vote for the MVP when the season's over. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I do want to like, obviously Vegas get their flowers. Been playing amazing. The Jackie Young, Asia Wilson won too. Even when, um, you know, other players plum gray. Other players on this team have struggled to score at times. It's just been impeccable timing. uh, Asia Wilson on the boards, Asia Wilson attacking the paint. But I want to give some flowers to the Chicago Sky because you saw no give up. You saw so much fight from them. Um, And it was a single-digit game, you know, with under, what, four minutes, five minutes left in that, yes, it ends up being completely distanced, whatever. But, like, for Chicago, that's great. Good for you. I just because for me it's like, look, you lost your coach midseason, who's up there as one of the best coaches in the league. Trade away all your assets. Trade away all your assets. You found a way to keep Kalia Copper, which I think is amazing um, for this franchise. And you've seen growth in players, and you can see almost the vision that James Wade had for this team. They're going to be high octane. They're going to be flying. I think they lack the size of not having Izzy Harrison there this season. Um, no offense to Elizabeth Williams. She stands no chance against Asia Wilson. Sure. Um, I mean, this matchup was a freaking bloodbath waiting. I mean, this is what a number one yeah. seed should do to a number eight seed a number that eight? arguably shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Like, this, this, the, the victory for Chicago, I guess, was the fact that they even can say they made the playoffs because they weren't winning a game. They were not winning a game in this whatsoever. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but like toe to toe, 
top to bottom. There's nobody on that team that matches up to Vegas. Like not even close, not even close, you know, like, I'm sorry, but like Vegas did exactly what they were, what they were supposed to do to this team, you know? And, and that makes me feel confident if you're thinking about a Vegas repeat run. Um, But there are two others. The one thing real real quick, the one thing I do love about this for Vegas is they took care of business right away and they're able to rest. You know, I, I had said before earlier, you know, if, if, if Chicago can steal one and just find a way to push this to three, that eliminates, you know, a couple extra days, a whole extra game that only benefits, you know, further down in the playoffs, like, like teams who are, yeah. are lined up to face Vegas are hoping that they get worn out. They don't want them to have four or five days of rest of just kind of, again, preparing. And so for, for Vegas, that they did exactly what they needed to do. They handled their business. Now they get a chance to, you know, continue to try and be healthy and take care of themselves, but they're, like I agree, everything you said about like it makes me encouraged about another repeat run. Right now, we'll I, see what happens yeah. this week. <laughs> well, and that's going to be the interesting aspect of the Dallas Wings Atlanta Dream Series, um, which we'll get to in a moment. First game of the semifinals is September twenty fourth. Uh, it's the eighteenth today, so they do like that is important. And and Dallas, you know, Dallas isn't playing today, right? So it is very interesting. Yeah. That Dallas, no matter what, or Atlanta, no matter what, or I guess Dallas, no matter what, because if they win two, are just going to naturally have less rest days. Um, obviously, you know, Dallas played later right. than Vegas did. So it all it all works. Um, hey, listeners, let me tell you about the standard in sports apparel caps. New era. Not only do they scream style, but they also show off your love for your favorite team. These caps are top-notch, made with high-quality materials since 1920. That's over 100 years perfecting your hat-wearing experience. We all have a memory of our favorite athlete or icon rocking New Era cap. And now they got the WNBA covered as well. With New Era caps, you'll be the envy of every fan out there. Shop the official headwear of the WNBA and get 15% off. That's right, 15% off when you go to neweracap.com forward slash winsider23 and use the code winsider23 at checkout. That's 15% off your order using the promotion code WINSIDER23. All right, Atlanta-Dallas. Atlanta-Dallas, Rachel. I mean, what a fun first game. The battle of Ryan Howard and Satya Sabali. Oh my God. That was the opening playoff game we wanted. They should have been open tonight. For sure. That's exactly what you want to have, all right? Like, just the biggest stage, the biggest stars playing their best basketball. I mean, Ryan Howard was (laughs) ridiculous. I mean, like a video game. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was absolutely – and to watch those two go go toe-to-toe, back and forth, I mean, that's just – that's the ratings. That that's the type of game you want to see this time of year. Not not the blowouts we saw on the very first day, but that's okay. That game literally made up for it in my mind. I like this. I like this matchup, and I, I know from a Dallas Wings perspective, they've they've got to be happy with this draw with Atlanta because I and I think you saw why and ultimately what separated you know the Wings from Atlanta. You know, in Game One was their their paint presence and their ability to dominate on the offensive glass. Um, I just again we've talked about it at nauseum this year. Atlanta's lack of depth in the interior and those types of things. Now, Cheyenne Parker's had a phenomenal year. I love this Atlanta Dream team. I love how hard they play. I love the energy, all the things. But this is very much still a team, you know, taking the next step from a full-on rebuild. 
You know, I think you've got to be really happy with one where they're at right now, being in the playoffs for the first time in 2018. You're playing with house money. You know, you just get to go out there and play free. And that's why you see, you know, Howard dropping. What did she even have? I don't even know what it was. I can't even remember anymore, but. Oh, I got you. Brian Howard dropped 36 <laughs> points out of off of eight for 15 from three. The crazy part was she was eight for 11. Wild. Absolutely. No, sh- sorry. Sorry. She was eight for yeah. 10. And But like you're playing free and like, like go out there and like, just, just do your thing. And who, we'll see what, like, we'll see what can happen. The, the, the pressure is on Dallas in this series and they handled it very, very well. That, I mean, for, for such a close game and for such a, to see those many threes go down in your face repeatedly over and over and over is so disheartening and difficult as a player and as a coach to just weather that storm. And I have to give Dallas a lot of credit for how they did and how they responded and how they just stuck to their game plan and did what they did, what they do. And that ended up being enough down the stretch. But yeah, I mean, this is a great series. I can't wait for this second game. And yeah, just wild. I mean, if I'm Atlanta, if if I'm Dallas, I look at it and I'm like, okay, we needed to survive the early run because the law of averages, it happens in the playoffs. Um, but if, if you're Atlanta, you need Ari McDonald and Asia Durr or AD Durr, sorry, um, to really step up and to provide some bench points because seven combined points from them is not enough. Yeah. That That's just not going to make it yeah, work. Yeah, I just don't think you're going to, you're going to, Yeah, you've got to have more balanced scoring attack for sure, one way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, that's what it boils down to for me. And then New York, D.C. I mean, classic D.C., right? Great first quarter, then disappear, and then they're back in the fourth. You know, New York, I think the thing that I've been so impressed by New York this season, or specifically in the playoffs and at points in the season, is the cool, calm collectiveness. They know they have Stewie. They know they have JJ. They know they have Slewed. And I'm not even talking about, uh, you know, uh, Johannes. And I'm not even talking about Saab. Like, they know, or Laney, or Thornton. But they know that they have those stars and they have the ability to go off at any point. And they just can't be down by, like, an unattainable, like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, they can, just can't be down by 20 points. They'll be, they can be down by 20 points, honestly. But they can't be in that situation where it's just unattainable to win. If there's an option for them to win, they're going to find a way to make it an interesting well, game. Well, if, if I'm Washington and you tell me that MVP candidate Brandon Stewart goes 3 of 16, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about my shot in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, but, mm-hmm. but like for Stewie to not offensively score the way that she, you know, we've seen all year. But yet then they, they still come out and win by 15. I mean, that's just a reflection. I mean, Banaja Laney, can we give her more and more and more and more and more flowers? Mm-hmm. I mean, unbelievable performance with 19 points. has been really efficient. Sabrina Unescu, I mean, freaking goes off. I mean, that that 7 of 13 from the three-point line. I mean, you know, we get John Quell Jones, just a very quiet, steady, cool 20 points. I mean, it just goes to show you how many weapons really are on this team. Um, And that's the part where like, I look at Washington, not to just, not to just, you know, state the obvious of just kind of how this team has been all year long, but like, I'm not seeing any ability to like go toe to toe with New York in terms of consistent weaponry. (laughs) Like, like, I think, I think in like New York sweeps this unless New York beats themselves. I disagree with that only in the sense of I don't think it's realistic. Like what I saw was a team focused in the first quarter. Now, this has been the classic Washington Mystics. So like 
there's a reason that they're seated so low and why New York's so high. But I look at Deladon, Cloud, and Sykes combining for 0 for 9 from 3. I don't think that happens again, right? And I, so I just think it, yeah, okay, fine. Um, I just think that, <laughs> and also Shatori only getting one shot in 10 minutes and go, like, for me, it was less about what New York did. I think New York stayed to the game plan and just blinders on focus. Washington got big eyed after the first quarter. Washington got, and that's been a thing we've seen throughout the season. But Washington got that mindset of like, we can do this. We got this. And then kind of just spaced out. I mean, 13 points in the second quarter, 15 in the third. That's just embarrassing. Like, you're not going to win a game against a high octane offense, especially when your defense isn't playing that good. I saw a lot of players standing around and just looking. Yeah, they got got really, really stagnant and just tried to like figure out like who's going to take a shot. And thank God Sykes can go get her on shot. And can go be dynamic from that standpoint. But yeah, it was, wasn't the best. Shout out to, but the one thing I will say though, that I think could be a good sign for this team moving forward was Hawkins two for three, Maisha for five points, four rebounds, two assists, Maisha nine for 13. Okay. 21 I, points, I, I eight rebounds. Played really well. Played really well. They need to make much better use of Hawkins and Maisha, if they want to win this series, they need to make it a physical matchup, which I think at times it was, especially early on. Um, And they just need to continue to push the tempo and play uh, hit shots. Like shooting 22% from three is not going to win it. And 66% from the free throw line is not going to win it, especially when you lose the rebounding battle. They have Um, have to get scoring from Cloud. She can't go one for eight. In my yeah. opinion, I mean, I think that, that is yeah. the, that is the X factor. I mean, she's the engine that makes this team go on both ends of the floor. And I'm not saying she's got to go drop, you know, 15, but if she can give you, you know, eight to 12, and, and just be enough of a threat that it's 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 spacing the rest of the floor. Like she, she, they they need a little bit more from Cloud offensively. All right, Rachel, we're at that point. Tell me who you got. Game two, Atlanta at Dallas. <sighs> Oh man. Um, at Dallas. Yeah. I just, I think Atlanta did about as well as they, as they could in terms of just the, the, the game one performance. Um, I'm just, I'm going to stick with Dallas. I think they're going to just be able to pull this one off. I think they're, I think think they're just going to be too much. I agree with you. I think what Atlanta has the advantage that Atlanta has is that they can run it and press the tempo and all that jazz. But eventually, Dallas is just so good at a certain point. They'll keep up with you, and then they start to slow the game down just a little bit, play that half-court offense, and it's just going to be a brutal, brutal paint battle for Atlanta, who just doesn't have the size. But again, similar to Chicago in a sense, I think it's a positive for Atlanta to get into the playoffs, to have a series under their belt for their young stars, and now they know what they need to compete against some of these other teams. They need more paint size. You need to find other answers and other free agents, other draft picks to fill in that paint. This team doesn't want to win a champ. I mean, obviously you want to win a championship. This team's focused on the long-term growth. New York, DC, believe you've already made it abundantly clear that you have New York sweeping. Um, I think smart money is on your side, but fun money, cash out money, 
is on my side. No, I'm joking. But no, uh, look, I picked them from the beginning. I think DC gets a dub. Uh, I think they can find a way to bounce back, but I agree with you. A lot of it depends on their stars being able to show out. Like it was not their stars who led in scoring and all those things. So end of the day, uh, we'll be back to chat more, right? Yeah. And, and also like, we've got to get Deladon touches a little bit more in the second half. Yeah. That's been a classic five for 12. Deladon should be taking more than 12 shots, but also like, yeah, that was ridiculous. So just, just completely absurd. Um, on a personal note, I want to say congrats, Mazel Tov. Many celebrations to my dear friend, Hall of Famer, Rachel Galligan, who's getting married next weekend. Might uh, I, The thing I'm excited for, Rachel, is I just want to, because I know you, I know at your wedding, if I don't know if there's a game during your wedding, because I haven't even looked that it's far not, in advance. Thank God. Thank God. Oh, damn. Because I was so excited to see the photos of you, like, standing up there with your <laughs> Or, like, having your friends holding up signs. No, with, like, it works out really, really well. Like, Friday, I'll be able to watch. Saturday, I can get married. And then Sunday, at least I'm pretty sure that's what the schedule is. I, I, yeah, no, there, there is. It'll be perfect. So I'm, I'm a, I don't miss anything. So that's good. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, many congratulations thank you, to you, Nikki. You, uh, a, a new chapter in life. Can't wait to, uh, to bother you both. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, real quick. Who's your Hoff? Who's your, or it's not your Hoff. Who's your goat? Cheryl Swoops. Boom. 